guys, welcome to the show. This is Gumdrop Readers, the podcast where I read books to young kids. Today we're reading part two of The Golden Statue Plot by Geronimo Stilton. Oh. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Gumdrop Readers, the podcast where I read books to young kids. Today we're reading part two of The Golden Statue Plot by Geronimo Stilton. This book is requested to me by nine-year-old Laura. Thank you so much for requesting this book, and I hope you enjoy the story. Chapter 10. Let's save the ocean floor. Meanwhile, Scout, Kitty, and Oscar had listened to Catadone's plan also, thanks to a two-way radio hidden in the most wanted headquarters. What a strange plan, remarked Oscar. It's not strange, Uncle. It's fur-raising. Dragging a statue through the sea will damage the ocean floor and hurt a lot of animals, Kitty wailed. We've got to tell Dormo Stilton, Scout said, but how do we reach him? Now, I wish I could say the cats decided to send me a cheesy-gram, but they didn't. Too bad. I just love cheesy-grams. You get a big basket filled with different types of cheese, and then your message is spelled out with chocolate cheesy chews. Yum! But, oh, wait, where was I? Oh, yes. Um, just then, Oscar had an idea. You see, Oscar's eldest daughter, Samantha, loved reading my books. In fact, she even traveled to Niagara Falls, a place I describe in one of my bestsellers. I know Sammy communicates with that literary rat all the time, Oscar explained. She sends messages to him using a carrier pigeon, and I know just where to find the other bird. Great idea, Uncle, the kittens meowed. Chapter 11, Thugsy and Killer. The next morning, as the carrier pigeon flew towards Newmouth City with the message to me, the parrot cats prepared to board the Black Hurricane. Cardadone was already on the boat, relaxing in his royal suite. At the top of the gangplank, Bonzo recited the names of those who were to participate in the mission in a solemn tone. Dr. Regina Redfer, Thymus Garthnow, and Princess Tercilla. Just then, Tercilla stormed onto the gangplank, waving a paper in her paw. Bonzo, wake up! Didn't you get the new order? She asked, smacking him in the snout with a piece of paper. Oh no, the king didn't say anything, Bonzo began. Tercilla interrupted him. Don't worry about the king. Dad is watching his favorite TV show, Mouse Hunters. You don't want to disturb him. You know how he gets, she warned. Bonzo shivered. If there was one thing he knew about Catadon, it was to never bother him when he was watching one of his shows, unless you wanted your fur rearranged. Okay, said Bonzo, taking the paper from Tercilla. Ahem, it says here that Thugsy and Killer will round out our crew. He read, Hmm, I've never heard of them before. Tercilla led the two cats on board. I'll show them the ropes, she said, pushing past Bonzo. Bonzo wasn't sure what to make of the new cats, but he didn't have time to think about it. It was time to set sail, and Bonzo got to work immediately. In fact, he was so busy helping the crew, he didn't notice the other furry figures creeping up the gangplank. Chapter 12. Look, a bird. Back on Mouse Island, I was having the nice, peaceful morning at the office of the Rodents Gazette. The electricity had finally turned back on, and I was showing the proofs of my new book on saving energy to my nephew Benjamin and his friend Bugsy Wugsy. Like a bird! squeaked Buzz, shrieked Bugsy. He's a carrier pigeon, observed Benjamin. He got a message tied to his leg. The pigeon began to zigzag all over the room. So much for a peaceful day at the office. I'll handle this, Uncle G, Bugsy exclaimed, jumping onto my desk. A second later, she launched herself with the pigeon. But instead of catching him, she knocked over the bust of Grandfather Shortpaws. No! I yelled, diving for the statue. Grandfather Shortpaws would never have forgiven me if it had broken. To my surprise, I caught it just in the nick of time. Why was I surprised? 
Well, let's just say I'm not very athletic. No one would call me a sports mouse. Anywhere, wh where was I? Oh yes, I was uh, watching the pigeon circling over my head when something occurred to me. I wonder if Samantha Wild Whiskers sent this pigeon, I said. Uh, do you mean the cat that secretly reads your books? Asked my nephew. I nodded. She sends carrier pigeons to get, it, to get in touch with me. Just as I was thinking about Samantha, my secret feline fan, two things happened. First of all, the pigeon dropped a rolled up note on my desk. And two, the pigeon dropped a stink bomb on my head. Splat. It looks like our pigeon friend wants us to know that this message is for you. Bugsy Wugsy said giggling. Ew. Chapter 13. What should I wear? After scrubbing my fur with hot water and an industrial strength cheddar scented soap, I returned to my office to read the note. When I did, my fur stood on end. Cheese niblets! The message wasn't from Samantha. It was from Kitty and Scout, two of the children of the King of the Pirate Cats. The note said that the cats were on their way to Mouse Island, and they had set sail on the ship, the Black Hurricane, and were about to steal our beloved Mousy Liberty. The new Mouse City Statue of Liberty? But why would they want that? Bugsy wondered out loud. I don't know, I mumbled, my mind whirling. A ship full of cats heading for Mouse Island? What should I do? What should I say? What should I wear? After all, a suit and tie weren't exactly fighting clothes. Maybe I should find some boxing gloves. I was still thinking about boxing gloves when Benjamin piped up. I have an idea. What is the thing that cats fear the most? He asked. Water? I guessed. Attack dogs? Bugsy suggested. Benjamin shook his head again and again until finally Bugsy yelled, we give up! What is it? Then Benjamin leaned in close to us and whispered his idea, which I must say was fabu-mouse. Did I mention that my nephew is not only sweet and generous, but also super, super smart? Chapter 13, On the Black Hurricane Meanwhile, the Black Hurricane crossed the dark catnip ocean, heading towards Mouse Island. Unfortunately for the cats, it wasn't all smooth sailing. In fact, as soon as they left Fort Feline, they met up with a furious storm. Gusts of wind howled like Catadone's cousin Hairless when he once fell overboard. Yikes! As the ship bobbled up and down far below in the storeroom, two stowaways shivered. They were Kitty and Scout. My stomach, meowed Scout, turning green from seasickness. Didn't I tell you it wasn't a good idea to eat that tuna sub before we boarded? Kitty scolded her brother. Do you have to mention the tuna? Scout wailed. The kittens weren't the only ones whining. On deck, the crew had broken out into a noisy fight. Ouch, you stepped on my paw! yelled a cat. Watch the tail, meowed another. Don't make me claw you, you fish breath, warned someone else. It was an all-out brawl. Before long, ear-piercing yowls, ear yowls joined the rumbling thunder and crackling lightning overhead. If you ask me, those cats all needed some anger management sessions, or maybe just a relaxing yoga class to de-stress. Chapter 14, 10 Golden Speedboats. While the fighting raged above deck, Kitty and Scout waited for the storm to end. Suddenly, they heard a laugh coming from the staircase and a deep voice of a pirate cat descending into the storeroom. It was Tercilla, along with the two new crew members, Thugsy and Killer. Quick, hide, whispered Kitty. The twins immediately climbed into two barrels filled with stinky food. The sign on one barrel read freeze-dried cod cakes, only the highest quality fish. The second barrel contained powdered milk. Just add water and lap it up. Blah! I never want to eat another cod cake as long as I live grumbled Scout. Better keep quiet, warned Kitty. We won't live long enough to eat anything. We can't let Tercilla discover us. Tercilla, Thugsy, and Killer reached the storeroom just as the kittens pulled the leg over their barrels. Wow, your plan is just perfect, 
explained Fugsy. Shh, we don't want to be heard, responded Tersilla. Now, let's review. I want to be sure that you understand the plan. Fugsy and Killer looked at her fearfully. Um, you start, Thugs. You're uh, smarter than I am, Killer mumbled. Oh, no, go ahead, Killer. You're the better at explaining things, Thugsy countered. Meow, you hopeless strays, Tersilla cried. Must I repeat myself again? This time, you better listen carefully. Okay, my dad wants to drag the giant statue from Mouse Island all the way across the ocean back to Fort Feline. Like, even a kitten could even could see that that's an impossible feat. While my dear dad wastes time bombing the whole statue, we will use a small blast of dynamite to break off its lightest part. The piece of cheese, Thugsy and Killer exclaimed in unison. Exactly. That piece alone is worth at least ten golden speedboats, and will be transportable even with a tiny motorboat, Tercilla finished. Killer clapped his paws happily. I get it. So now we have to swim back to Cat Island, get a motorboat, drive it back to my city, and he babbled. Tercilla cut him off with a piercing glare. Don't be a fool, killer, she meowed. First, we're not going to swim back to Cat Island. We're cats. We hate water. We'll steal a motorboat at Numa City, and then killer will climb up the statue to the piece of cheese and position the dynamite so that the cheese falls into the motorboat. Why do I have to do it? Why can't Thugsy go? Killer protested. Oh, don't be such a kitten. Thugsy shot back. I'm not a kitten, you're a kitten. Killer whined. No, you are. No, you are. Quit the whining before I throw you two overboard, Trusilla hissed, pulling the two cats apart. If she could just get these two fur brains to cooperate, she could steal the golden cheese and she'd be rich, rich, rich. Chapter 15. Thump, thump, thump. After Trusilla and her two helpers left, Kitty popped up from the barrel that she was hiding in. Phew, that was a close call, she told Scout. You're telling me, said Scout. It's a good thing Trusilla wasn't looking for a snack. You know how she loves those cod cakes. Only the highest quality fish, Kitty giggled. But before the two could climb out of their hiding spots, they heard heavy paw steps at the top of the stairs. As they listened, the paw steps came closer and closer. Thump, 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 thump. It was Bonzo carrying some platters filled with smelly leftover fish. What is this place, Cat Central Terminal? Scott, Scout grumbled as the twins hit again. Bonzo arrived mumbling to himself. Meow, the boss still can't pack it in. I never saw a cat eat so much in all my nine lives. Now let's see what can I do with these leftovers. Kitty and Scout held their breaths as Bonzo stumbled around the storeroom, looking for an empty container. At last he found one. This will do, he said. I can carry it up later when the boss wants a snack. And so, without knowing it, he dumped the leftovers right near Scout and Kitty's hiding spot. This is perfect, Scout, said Kitty. This container is big enough. We can both hide in it under all those fish bones. And you heard what Bonza said. He's coming back later to bring up a snack for Dad. He can carry us up to the deck without even knowing. No one will see us. Mm, good idea, agreed Scout. Then we can cut the ropes that the cats are planning to use to tie the statue, Kitty continued. Scout nodded. Uh, yeah, there's only one problem. What's that? asked Kitty. The problem is, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive more of the stench. Chapter 16. Land Ho! At dawn on the tenth day of the trip, the lookout cat yelled an announcement that woke everybody up. Land Ho! Mouse on the port side! Catadon stood on the deck as the black hurricane entered the deserted part port of New Mouse City. Oscar Wild Whiskers was there, too. His royal cousin had insisted he write an article about their adventures to publish in the paper when the cats returned to Fort Feline. I hope you're getting all of this down, cuz, the king ordered. 
I want a full page spread in the Cat Island Courier. The headline should read something like, Hmm, Clever King makes off with mouse vault gold. Or just King Caradon III, our courageous hero. Or maybe, he trailed off deep in thought, Oscar rolled his eyes. Ever since his cousin had been named King, he had fallen in love with himself. While the king continued rambling on and on and on, Kitty and Scout watched nervously from inside the container of stinky fish bones that Bonzo had brought up on deck. They had cut the rope so that the statue couldn't be towed under the ocean. Now they scanned any po- the port for any sign of Geronimo Stilton. Where was he? There wasn't a road in sight. Had the pigeon delivered the kitten's message? Tie up the statue, prepare the cannons, let's take this gold mine down and bring it home, shouted Catadon. Chapter 17. Who cut the ropes? Bonzo interrupted the king. Wait, your feline the ropes to tie up the statue have been cut and can't be used, he exclaimed. What? Cut? Who would do such a thing? meowed the king. I don't know your feline replied Bonzo. Of course you don't know. I do let you kill Where's Boots? Maybe he knows something for a change. Boots! Boots! Where are you, Boots? He shrieked impatiently. Here I am, your cat ship at your service, replied Boots, rushing up to his boss. Catadon explained the rope situation to him, waving his paws about wildly. Find me the traitor immediately and find a way for us to take the statue, he insisted. Boots smiled. Problem solved, to your furriness, I thought some joker might try and stop us, so I brought an extra rope, he said proudly. Did you just say you thought? How dare you? I'm the one who gets to think around here, the king fumed. Boots nodded and quickly wiped the smile off his face. Catadon continued. Of course, I knew we brought an extra rope. You didn't have to tell me. I'm the one who thought of it. Ha, ha, ha. Then turning to Oscar, he said, Make sure you're getting all this down, because I want this in my biography someday. Everyone who must know that I am king must know that I am a king who thinks ahead. I am smart. I am courageous. I am... Twenty minutes later, Catadon was still babbling on and on and on about why he was such a brilliant king. The twins listened to their dad with heavy hearts. Now what are we going to do? Kitty whined. This stinks like rotten fish. They only had one other idea. Begging. The two kittens leaped out of their hiding spot. Daddy, listen, they meowed. You can't drag the statue all the way back to Cat Island. You'll kill so many plants and animals in the sea. Aha, I should have known you two had something to do with this, Catadon said. Don't be such party poopers. Now step aside. Daddy has to give some important orders. Then he yelled, All poles on deck! Chapter 18. Puff. The first light of dawn was coming over the horizon, and New Mouse City was beginning to wake up. The pirate cats began to execute the plan to steal the statue. Grappling hooks with ropes were attached were shot towards the statue. When it finally wrapped when it was finally wrapped in rope, Catadon ordered the cats to point the cannons at its pedestal. Are you ready to knock it over? Fire! the king ordered. A sailor lit the fuses, and everyone clapped their paws to their ears. But instead of the terrible boom they were expecting, the cannon made only a tiny sound. What is the meaning of this? Catadon roared. Ah, uh, your your feline is something. Someone is, someone is sure out to stop us. All the cannonballs have disappeared. Declared the sailor. Steam shot out of Catadon's ears. His tail stood at attention. What happened to them? He snarled. Someone must have thrown them in the sea. I don't know. The sailor replied. Boo! Mailed Catadon. Just then, the king turned to see Scout and Kitty trying to sneak away unnoticed. You two, he meowed. If I find a you two are behind the disappearing cannibal, you're going to get no more Kitty Crispy treats for the rest of the year. Oscar, who had helped the twins throw the ammunition into the sea, tried to help. Don't be too hot on them. After all, they meant well, he reasoned. Meant well? 
roared Canada. Well, if they meant to drive their old daddy perfectly mad, then they succeeded. Chapter 19. Row. Meanwhile, during the general confusion of flying grappling hooks and cannons that didn't fire, no one noticed that Tursilla, Thugsy, and Killer were missing. Where did they go? Taking advantage of all the chaos on deck, they had lowered themselves down to the water aboard a life raft and started rowing away from the ship. Keep rowing, cats. We need to move it if we ever want to beat my father to that statue. Tursilla shouted as they headed towards the port of Numa City. Thugsy and Killer rowed with all their might. As they neared the shore, they spotted a motorboat they could steal. When they reached it, they were ready to grab the golden cheese and race back to Cat Island. We are going to be rich, 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 Tursilla predicted, but she was wrong. Chapter 20. Flee Them As soon as Tursilla and her accomplices reached the docks of Numa City, a surprise was waiting for them. Within seconds, they were attacked by an army of fleas. My nephew Benjamin had figured out that the best way to keep the cats away was to hit them with their biggest fear. Fleas! Did I tell you he was smart? Anyways, as the cat approached, the queen of the flea army called out, Flee them! Tristilla, Thugsy, and Killer froze in their tracks. Clouds of hungry fleas filled the air. Meow! The cats cried. Thugsy and Killer grabbed the oars and began to row away as fast as their paws could move. Sour salmon sticks, they're right behind us! Tristilla wailed. From the deck of the Black Hurricane, Scout watched in shock as the life raft sped back onto the ship. What's going on? He shouted to Tersilla, but it was so noisy on the ship, he couldn't hear her answers. Well, that was part two of The Golden Statue Plot by Geronimo Stilton. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. I'll be reading the third and final part of the book tomorrow, so make sure to stay tuned. If you'd like to support the podcast, use the link in the episode's description, and also don't forget to check out the Gumdrop Reader's Instagram page, gumdrop underscore readers. Don't forget to follow. If you'd like to choose the next book to be read on the Gumdrop Readers podcast, you can send me an email, including your name, your age, and your book request. Ask an adult to help you send your email to gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Again, the podcast email is gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.